Okay, so here's the thing. I never used to be the type of person that would romanticize fall. I always thought it was that whatever season that kind of came in between winter and summer. In all honesty, it gave me pretty strong seasonal depression because I knew that meant winter was coming, which meant that the days were going to get shorter and night would come sooner. I'm the type of person that thrives when the sun is up and the moment it goes down, I am not responsible for like the emotional human being that I become. It wasn't until maybe like two to three years ago that I started really actually appreciating the beauty of fall. You know, like the warm drinks, the beautiful autumn leaves, the cozy books, and of course the knit sweaters. Not to mention, you know, fall makeup is just so, so fun. Who doesn't love a deep red lipstick? Summer makeup is dewy and minimal, and I think I'm just such a sucker for a dark red lipstick. That's why I've been using like the same MAC lipstick ever since high school. It's so classy, and there isn't a single person that I know that can't pull off a red lipstick. It's truly meant for everyone. So I thought, wouldn't it be tons of fun to kickstart off this beautiful month of October by sharing with you guys how I like to romanticize my I've become quite an expert at romanticizing every single aspect of my life in general because if I don't do this, life would feel so incredibly boring and mundane and I gotta keep myself hyper fixated on things so I don't spiral into the depressing reality that my life can actually feel like sometimes. So let's start off with number one, those ambiance YouTube videos. If you were to peruse through my YouTube homepage, you'll notice that 70% of the videos that are recommended to me are cozy ambiance jazz music videos for studying, working, relaxation. I don't know. The titles are all so long, but hopefully you guys like know what I'm talking about and get the point. They've always got like the most beautiful still scenery image with a couple little animated details to bring the scene to life. Um, and whenever I watch those, I feel like I'm just immediately transported there. They do such a good job with the immersion and the little like detailings and the sound. Right now, I really enjoy the ones where they're set in like a fall cottage or a cozy coffee shop. I love to put those on when I'm like reading, journaling, or just any sort of mundane task that feels a bit redundant. It's a perfect ambiance track and it just puts you in this calm and relaxing state of mind. Honestly, feels like a warm hug. Now, of course, you can just go to an actual coffee shop, right? But sometimes I feel like that can get too distracting for me. So putting on one of those videos instead just really hit the spot. I think what's so funny about them, though, is the fact that there's really just like an ambiance video for anything, literally any setting or any scene that you can think of. Just let your imagination go wild and search it up on YouTube. It will probably exist. Number two, tea light candles. Now, I'm not talking about just like your regular old chunky candle. I'm talking about those really small itty bitty ones that barely give off a scent and die in like two hours. Now that I'm thinking about it, you can probably even use those as like a timer for when you're reading a book. The moment the flame dies, that's when you know your reading session is over. Is that a genius idea? I don't know. Um, candles can get a little pricey sometimes. So I find that tea light candles are like the perfect in between 
just having candles and using them constantly is like a little luxury you know they're not an essential by all means but um you know if you still want to enjoy romanticizing life you should still get the opportunity which is why i'm such a big fan of tea light candles i like to get mine from ikea because they sell a bunch of different ones for a fairly decent price even though they say they're scented they're really not which is good if you're not a fan of strong scents so just picture this you have an ambiance track in the back your little tea light candles flickering in the front and you're just doing your little task in between how freaking cozy is that number three this one is probably going to be an obvious one but reading books during this time of the year is so captivating and i feel like it's so much easier to get lost in the book right now more specifically fictional academia books i want to make a whole separate episode for all of my fall book recs i just have so many lovely memories from these past couple of years where I'm just like cozied up in bed, reading for hours at a time, getting completely lost and immersed in the book, which rarely happens to me these days. But when it does happen, I just... I lose track of time. If you've been meaning to get back into reading, this is quite literally the perfect time. I cannot think of a better time because I feel like, you know, during the summer, that's when you want to be out and about soaking up the warm weather, doing social things. And then when it's fall or winter, you just want to be like holed up at home, or at least that's how I kind of go about it. That's the type of person that I am. I don't think I could ever own a Kindle or Kobo because the feeling of turning actual book pages, being able to trace the paper with my fingers. It's just such a satisfying feeling that I can't fully describe and I wish that I could do a better job of describing how fulfilling it feels to me. I wish that I could write a whole romantic poetic piece of how much books mean to me because this little segment in this episode is not doing it justice. I am so so sorry that I am illiterate. I have not been reading any challenging books that have been expanding my vocabulary unfortunately to to give you this whole love piece on why I love holding like physical books in my hands but that's okay because you know what what matters to me more these days is just simply trying to cultivate my love for books again and really balancing this like delicate relationship um, of reading in general so all I'm focused on right now is reading books that I'll enjoy right now i'm reading babel by rf kong it's a fictional academia and fantasy book about a boy named robin who goes to oxford to study languages and translation while also uncovering this whole magical thing of enchanted silver bars i'm not making this seem like the most compelling book but if you're familiar with rf kong's other books such as the poppy war then you know that she's an amazing writer and so far i'm quite enjoying it Number four, a sketchbook. Okay, I have some homework for you guys. Here's what I want you to do. I want you all to pick up a sketchbook from the dollar store, Michael's, or just use an extra notebook that you have laying around and just draw on it anything go to a coffee shop and just sit there and draw anything that you see either like you know the people the setting what stands out to you your drink or even just what's happening outside 
I've started getting back into drawing these days and it has felt so rewarding to me. I've been trying to learn how to draw these cute little vintage graphics on my iPad. Not gonna lie, they're kind of ugly right now, but it's still so fun. I've never really been good at drawing, maybe decent at copying other people's drawings and being alright at like realism, but I think a lot of that came down to like just wanting praise from other people. I'm not even afraid to admit that, like that kind of stuff me from being more spontaneous and fun with my art because I felt like a lot of the times I couldn't be good at it so I didn't even attempt to draw anything out of my comfort zone or at least I thought I wouldn't be good at it so that kind of stopped me from trying to even pursue anything um this exercise is for anyone you don't have to be good at art to do this just draw whatever the fuck you want and have fun with it keyword is fun. If you're not having fun, then I want you to stop because that totally defeats the purpose of this exercise, but I do want you to try because who knows, this could turn into a fun hobby and if you're looking for a new activity to do, this could be something that's straight up your alley. Number five, I am a sucker for warm mocha drinks. They essentially just taste like hot chocolate, but there's like a little caffeine kick to it, so you're really getting the best of both worlds. If you're not a fan of just like regular coffee and you find it to be too bitter, mocha might just be the thing for you. It's also not as sweet as traditional hot chocolate. Like that's one of my biggest gripes with that drink in particular, how sweet hot chocolate can be. Fun fact about me, I'm not really a huge fan of sweet stuff. I'm more of a savory snacks kind of girl. I remember in like my first year of uni, I would go to Second Cup religiously. Like at one point, I remember having like a really early class one day and getting to the cafe while the employee was still opening up the store. I think I was even earlier than they were. Like I was clocking in before they were. That's how early I was. It almost felt kind of embarrassing, but at the same time, I think I was just too focused on getting my mochaccino to even care. Also, Second Cup is so underrated. I don't live close to one at this moment, so I've been getting Starbucks these days, so I really do miss it. I love coffee chains that change up their cups for the holiday season. I used to go to Second Cup so often that they knew my order by heart and that felt like really rewarding to me for some reason because it was a bucket list goal of mine for a while, just having like the barista know my order. I low-key shouldn't be that proud of it because that means I've also spent an abhorrent amount of money on coffee that I easily could have just made myself. Like why did I buy a little Keurig machine for my dorm room if I'm not going to use it, you know? But at the same time everyone knows that for some reason buying coffee and having someone else make it for you just tastes so much better than homemade coffee i don't know what it is even when i use like my little torani vanilla syrup and everything i'm just like this really don't be tasting the same i'm gonna be honest um but making a mocha drink at home is super super easy now i don't know if this is like the right way to make it but this is my way of making it i like to use really fine cocoa powder i'll scoop that into my cup along with two pumps of my tarani vanilla syrup then i'll just let my keurig machine run on top of it of course you know it might not taste the best but i find that it tastes good to me then I'll top it off with some whipped cream, then I'll sprinkle on some cinnamon powder and call it a day. So delicious and it's such a fun way to start off a chilly morning. 
Number six, pumpkin decor. This was actually inspired by my friend Jess who brought me these tiny little pumpkins from a farm this one year. Love her to death, bless her. I put them on my desk and ever since then, when fall rolls around, I try to find cute little pumpkin decor pieces to decorate my space. I'm not really a fan of like Halloween decorations in particular, but I do love fall decorations. I love any shade of like green, orange, and red, especially when they're all like mixed in together in my space. Since my room is already full of those varying shades, adding in fake pumpkins just brings it all together. They sell tiny pumpkins at Walmart that are like the perfect size for your bedside table, coffee table, or desk. If you don't want to deal with having to throw them out, you can always just get like the fake plastic ones. They're pretty cheap and you can always just put them away and take them back out to reuse like every single year. Number seven is sweaters. That's all I can think about wearing this fall. I used to be more of a hoodie girl, but now I'm just fully, fully a sweater girl because it just feels more like versatile to me. I can't even begin to express how much I would kill for like your standard white cable knit sweater. The one that Chris Evans wore in Knives Out. Are you guys like picturing that right now? That's what I'm thinking about. That type of iconic style. I am still on the hunt for one. If you guys know of any places right now that sells a thick white sweater like that please let me know i need to buy one so i can wear it for the rest of the month this is reminding me to go to the thrift store to see if i can pick one up um i will simply not be changing out of it once i find one i will be doing everything in it having like two to three sweaters might possibly be the move this fall um especially ones that you feel like you're going to be super comfortable in. Of course, do not buy like the itchy um, sweaters made out of like the nastiest material that you feel will just fall apart in the wash after one wash. Just picture yourself wearing these sweaters on a walk, reading your favorite book in it, doing all of your favorite activities, cooking, and oh my god, wait, Speaking of cooking, this is the last thing that I have to mention for my fall guide and it is gonna tie up this episode so perfectly. Soup. I don't care what anyone says, this is soup season and I'm fully a soup girl. The more I think about soup, the more I'm like, why is it so amazing and so versatile? Like, I truly think I can write a whole essay on why soup could save everyone's lives. It could save, like, planet Earth. I've had this fixation on wanting to make tomato soup with grilled cheese for, like, the past couple of days and I can't let go of it, but I also cannot make it right now because I don't have, like, that hand blender that everyone uses. I could just use a regular blender, but I just don't want to go through all the work of having to bring out like this giant blender and then cleaning it and all that like there's so much work involved um I recently developed a strong love for zucchini I never used to like it but I think that was because of the way that my parents would cook it which makes me think about all the other things that I would like if it was introduced to me in a different way I also recently made Korean soybean paste soup slash stew for the first time and it was so so damn good um there's just no way you can hate on soup it's so filling it always feels like a warm hug and it's so comforting after a long day when I was little and I would get sick, the only thing that I would want would be chicken noodle soup from Tim Hortons. 
not from anywhere else only tim hortons for whatever reason it was just like a staple that my parents would get and it's kind of just stuck with me and it makes me feel so nostalgic even though there are only like two actual pieces of chicken in there and ten thousand peas i would still slurp that up that alone probably cured me who knows now I'm really curious to know what everyone's like favorite soup is. I'm on this mission of trying to try out all these new soups that I haven't before. Maybe I'll do like a whole soup tour of trying soups from like a bunch of different countries. I think that might be fun and the weather right now is just perfect for me to be doing all this. But yes, that is all for my how to romanticize fall guide. This was so, so much fun to talk about and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. I had so much fun thinking about all these things and compiling the list. Um, but yeah, so thank you so, so much for listening once again and I will talk to you all soon in the next episode. Bye!